Blog Talk Radio. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hard work and desert here now. Man, yeah, it's been difficult figuring this thing out, but I got it now, and I'll have it forever, and I'll master it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, this is the relatively black and fat podcast network, but hey, you with your boy. This is the heavy-handed. What I'm going to do real quick, if you bear with, it's to people, and I need the listeners just to hang in there for a second because, you know, I'm trying to get these callers on, man. And um, I think it'll be a more rough conversation if uh, we have some callers. So uh, give me uh, just a second to get into it. I things I want to talk about. So. Y'all know how I get down. It'll be worth your wait. Um, it's your boy, Heavy Handed J. Some of y'all know me as uh, JP from other places. Uh, you know, we don't get some sports every now and again on this here thing. And um, aside from all the other heavy topics we get into on the regular Relatively Black and Fat podcast with me and my boy, Gene. Playoffs, we've had the playoffs have been fantastic this year, and kudos to the NBA. You know, one thing I'll say about the NBA: the NBA has a uh, projected trajectory to be the premier sports league in the United States, um, eclipsing the NFL. This is what they predict, right? That says a lot because NBA that just really lathers and embellishes in their uh, the culture of the players. Where the uh, NFL they want you to keep it on. You know they go back and forth, kind of letting the culture flow of the players. You feel me? What the NBA did instead of that. You know, now they did give us the uh, the dress code. I think that was needed. Look, man, we had Rip Hamilton, Allen Iverson. These guys coming up here wearing gold chains at press conferences, wearing five pro club and shocker wear t-shirts at press conferences. That's ridiculous. So, you know, better representation than that. So the NBA imposed a dress code. So now what we have, we still got the same flavor in a more business professional attire type way. Which was needed. And uh, cats are still fly. They still express themselves and be individuals. And it's all good. So what the NBA has done other 
aside from other leagues, baseball, which was the United States Premier Sports League, which is now third and will continue to plummet to fourth under soccer in the near future, is because soccer's is because baseball's too uniformed. You know what the people, you know, culture's changing. American culture's changing, and the NBA has been able to evolve with what American culture is changing too. Uh, you go to an NBA game, they're playing hip hop, you know, the whole game. You know, the the players are doing whatever they want to do, being as demonstrative as they want to be. And so, that said, it seems to be uh, a formula for success because the NBA is really doing well. And to add to the NBA's uh, projected success, we have a better NBA today, in my estimation, if you ask me. There's just more better players. Reason for that, I'm not sure. But we have a lot of great players. You know, it kind of, me and my dad were sitting around, and we were watching the, um, on the, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Golden State Warriors. I was like, damn, you know, me and Pops was tripping. Pops was like, damn, man, they got Rose coming off the bench. They got uh, Crawford coming off the bench. You know, Towns, uh, Jimmy Butler, you you got a squad out here, Andrew Wiggins, a, a plethora of names on this team. And what you see overall is parody. There was once this narrative where our people still like to say, we love super teams. That's what we love. You know, just drawing it a traveling circus when you have this powerful team that's kicking everyone's butt. And nobody can beat them. Now, yeah, that's a traveling circus, you know, and that does draw a lot of attention. We've seen that with the big three. And, and then, you know, some could argue, was that a better? We don't necessarily have a big three, you know, or like one franchise has a players as you've seen in decades past, where, you know, you could say in the 90s it was like you'd you have Boston, Chicago, and then Chelsea. And then in the West, you may have, you know, Houston at a time or Phoenix at a time and the Lakers and or Portland, and then not much else. And so nowadays, what you see is rosters loaded all the way from the first man to the 12th guy can play some NBA basketball. Um, there's just a lot of players in the league. And that gets me to uh, today's, today's game. Seven. We got a game seven today, guys. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are not talking about it. It's probably one of the um, the series that is going under the radar just because it's just, you know, just to have the the fanfare or the uh, – um, you got – today we got uh, the Bucks versus the Celtics in a game seven. And this series has swayed back and forth. It's been a good series. And um, before I go into it, I want to just give kudos to uh, Celtic Tech coach Stevens. Now, this is a guy who's lost his two best players in uh, Gordon Hayward at the beginning of the season and Kyrie Irving early in the season. And he's still here in a game seven versus the Bucks. So, Kudos to Stevens, and he's really been able to transform this team over over the duration of the season. Right now, he's uh, kind of just using 
a really young inexperienced led by like Jalen Brown and with you, I haven't seen this series. I've seen a game or two, and uh, you know some here and there. But um, I didn't mention as far as going to watch. You know, I know that a really young team, a Duke fan. They got my boy Jason Tim from Duke, so I'm always watching my Duke guys throughout the league. But um, we've had big games from Jalen Brown. But uh, aside from you know, this team that really has to have a team effort, I think that guy that can put them on their back and go get them 30. I've seen Terry here, a uh, young player for the Celtics. Uh, I think it was a game, a full collaborative effort on the side. And this is just a. If you ask me, a, a brilliant co-presidents, um, you know, they buy in. And, you know, say one guy goes down, the next guy steps up, that old adage. And I think that's really, you know, apparent in what's going on here in Boston. Um, but if I'm picking a winner today, because that's what I'm going to do, um, I gotta say, I'm gonna have to go with Milwaukee. Reason being, they got a big superstar. They got a five horse that they can ride. Question about it is, and I'm probably not saying that, who does? Um, he's a star, and he needs to be a star for a long time. Uh, reason gonna take. The Bucks is because I believe Giannis can go out there and do what stars are supposed to do in Game Seven, and that's go out there and just will his team to victory. I, I believe he can do that. Um, we'll have to see. You know, it's going to be a. Uh, I believe it'll be a hard fought game, but I do believe that Giannis can will his team to victory. Go out there, get you the forty points that no one else on the uh can do for Boston. He said, you know, I do believe that that Milwaukee has better overall talent. You know? They just gotta overall the team, the uh talent on the team is I believe, you know, top bottom on the roster is better than Boston's, you know, barring its uh injury for Boston because let's be honest and within the next three years, I forecast Boston winning at NBA's finals. I mean, you put Kyrie Irving back in this thing, and we're talking a team that could challenge for the Eastern Conference championship. You add Gordon Hayward to that, we're talking a team that could challenge for an NBA championship. So, uh, and I think, you know, this could be a blessing in disguise to some degree with those guys going down. Now, that's, that's a tough one. You never want to see your two best players go down. But with them going down, you're getting experience out of your younger supporting cast, Jalen Brown and Terry Rogiers and the Jason Tatums of this. They're having to play big-time in big-time moments and big-time spots and getting that. And so that's a wealth of experience that will carry over in the next coming years. And kind of like being in an advanced program, if you will, for the uh, 
for the young Boston squad. So, but again, I am Milwaukee based on the fact they have a star that can go out here and get your 40 points, 15 rebounds, block four or five shots, get two to three steals, and just will his team to victory. I'm picking the Milwaukee Bucks because Giannis Antetokounmpo is a top five player in the league. And one of the players in the league, if I was going to start a team, he'd be a top five pick of mine. And Boston, without their two big, I'm not sure that they have um, what it takes to bring pull this out. They're going to be at home. But the experience. Now, the crowd will be able to play off some of that emotion. But in a, I think Jason Terry on the other side with Milwaukee is a huge uh, X factor. He'll be able to um, kind of, you know, keep Milwaukee in the right place emotionally. He's been here a thousand times. He's a champion, and he's the coach on the floor. And um, I do look for the um, Milwaukee Bucks to go on to the next round of the belt. Oh, uh, so let's talk about it, man. We had a big, a big game last night. We had the Cavaliers getting blown out by the Pelicans. Now, I don't know about you, but it felt to me like LeBron just couldn't muster up the energy to pull this one out. Is it fair to say, you know, LeBron's in his 15th season. He's 33, 34 years old, I believe. You know, LeBron has carried LeBron's usage percentage and all this as a fact. But I go out on a limb and say LeBron's usage percentage over his career, 12 minutes played, is up there with anyone's. And that's me theorizing. You're, you're readily, you can readily prove me wrong if you like, but I highly doubt it. The top Ironman, 44, and whatever the rebound was the other night. I give you a game winner. Gave you a game winner to get that game. So every game they win, LeBron has to give you 40. A Herculean performance. What do you want from the man? What do you want from him? What do you want from him? Jesus Christ, man. He has no help. Let's talk about the supporting cast here. And love. Kevin Love's a player that I think is a good basketball player. Kevin Love, where are you? If anybody got a milk carton, can put out a, a Kevin Love, you know, because he's gone missing. You remember today? The milk carton thing, and it'd be like, have you seen me? That shit used to come to me, man. But, um, yeah, Kevin Love, I believe Kevin Love's a good player. Maybe this comes down to coaching. Maybe this is a coaching issue where Tyron said to the team, hey, we put Kevin Love, who was a post player at some point in time, not too long ago, and he's not that long in the tooth where he can't be. We need to put Kevin Love down. We need to get him seven shots on the block a night. I don't know why that's happening. I think that 
think I think Kevin Love breaks her out of the post also, and I think it would also you know, floor also distributing, getting guys open shots, and um, you know, and scoring all the points and rebounding and playing defense. That's a lot, you know, that's a lot. So. I I don't know, man. It's up to you. Tell me, you know, LeBron, he's the king. He should be able to. Let's be logical. There's a comparison out here with Jordan these days. So let's on numbers. Jordan, you know, I, I, I do digress to some degree as far as greats. I do understand to some degree when we're talking greats in sports, there's a Mount Rushmore. And on this Mount Rushmore, you are to never encarved in this mountain of greatness. So in boxing, it's Because, you know, Kobe threatened the throne to some degree, some would say, but at the end of the day, no. We wouldn't allow Kobe. We wouldn't allow him to be greater than MJ. And here, again, we have LeBron James threatening the throne of the god of the NBA, Michael Jordan. Now, let me throw out some numbers I like. Michael Jordan. Performances in the playoffs. LeBron James has 101 and counting. So it's safe to say that LeBron's going to pass that number. Uh, I think that's a good number because when we use Michael Jordan, we always like to talk about scoring. But the point of this is we're talking about help. How much help does LeBron have? And Kevin Love is not being utilized to the best of his capacity if you ask me but I like there's an narrative out there that I kind of like to fall under it's kind of hard playing with LeBron because LeBron's like look I'm gonna get you open shot all you got to do is make it you know that's easily said but it's a lot harder to do you know you got JR you got Kevin Love you got Cal Culver you got all these guys just spotted up on the perimeter and their job is to wait till LeBron throws him a dart to the chest and just make the shot. And the whole execution of everything depends on him making the shot. I see I got my my Conrad, my partner in crime. He's on hold. So let me preview what I'm talking about before I bring him on. Uh my boy Eugene's on hold. And so what we what I'm with the topic I'm on family is uh you know LeBron He's going into a game seven, and we got haters. They laying in the weeds. They can't wait to say, oh, man, LeBron, he lost in the first round of the playoffs to the, play- to the Pacers. Hey, I also want to ask, LeBron might not even be the favorite for the game, but I might even be leaning Pacers. But again, the greatness of the king. Will he prevail? Will this be a story? Will this be a line? 
Will this be a stripe added to King James? Or will this be one of the big downfalls? I'm going to bring on my boy. Hold on. I'm trying to see if this is what it do. I've never done this part. Hello. Oh, man. Amen. Amen. Hold up. I felt like I should have said something cooler than Long Beach is in the house, but I'm an old nigga, man, with all kind of talking and phrasing and things like that. What's good with you, Jay? Ah, man, just in here uh, talking this fantastic NBA playoffs uh, for this year. It's been a great playoffs, man. Glad you could call in, man. How's your Sunday, your Saturday uh, afternoon going? Uh shit, man! Just took the the kids to see that uh Infinity War. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, sweet. Now how was it? How was it? Now, now I gotta. I, now we talking the NBA playoffs here, but I just wanna. I gotta ask you, how was it? Uh, it was alright. It was alright. I expected more, but you know, mm. it was set up for the next movie. You know, they they gonna make all that money, man, and uh, shit. I just realized, and this is I'm from slow and I'm late, but I just realized Marvel is Disney, and they doing all the oh, Star yeah. Wars joints. I mean, these motherfuckers is killing it. I don't think, yeah. you know, you could make a movie right now with all this shit coming out. Um, you know, I didn't want to take my daughter and for her and my wife to go see, and so now online when you you order your tickets, you got to choose your seats. I'm talking about. Everything was available. No chosen. When we were uh, trying to figure out uh, the, uh, the the Avengers, I mean, shit, man, we had to go to a couple of different venues just to find uh, four seats together. So I just I, I just feel like Disney, man, they 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 solving up the game, man. I don't know that any movie can compete with all of this superhero and Star Wars and things like that. No, they found a, a brilliant recipe. Yeah, man. I think you were telling me how, how uh, Black Panther messed up a, a bunch of movies uh, coming out. Just uh, messed up a whole lot of people's money, man, and and shit. I think I think Disney got it, man. I think we ain't, we, we probably won't see any great movies until Disney's done off this year's run. Because there's no point in putting out a great movie because nobody's going to fuck with it, you know? Mm, yeah, you know, it's a brilliant recipe. They've been able to grab the nostalgic remembrance from guys our age when our guys even older from when comic books were an actual thing. And then these, right. these same superheroes are still relevant today. So you have the younger kids, you have every, you have an age group that demographic for these movies is from 70 years old to three years old. So it's just a stupid yeah. recipe, man. Um, oh, yeah. let me ask, we're doing the let work me ask, for them. We're doing the work for them. You know, we, uh, you know, we we taking our kids to see it because our nostalgia, and you know, make making new fans for them for free. We actually paying to make a, them a new fan. No doubt, no doubt. Um, but yeah, though, man, we talking NBA here, man. This is the uh, heavy-handed playoff review, 
And uh, we'll okay. be talking is this NBA fine this NBA playoffs man topic we own. Uh, LeBron's facing the game seven tomorrow, and right. it's the it's the first round. And so the narrative here is, if the king, as they call him, goes out in the first round, how can we be holding him on the same pedestal as we hold the likes of Michael Jordan? But I'd like to add some nuance to this conversation. You know what I mean? He just doesn't have the help. Now, people like to say, ah, you know, he calls himself the king. He's the king. You know, he should be able to just pull it out. Michael just pulled it out, you know, through sheer will and determination. Is it fair? Now, is no. LeBron, he's against, he's backs against the ropes, and they may not even be the favorites to win tomorrow. He could likely be going home in the first round. Is it fair to LeBron James? Well, well, none of this has ever been fair to uh, Bronny Bron. I mean, you know, Bron came into the league with an immense amount of pressure on him. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know that Jordan had that type of pressure on him. Um, I think Jordan had time to develop under under some great circumstances in the city who loved him. I think Bron had that that pressure and that bullseye from day one. Uh, you know, cats didn't necessarily start coming from for Jordan's head in his rookie years. Uh, LeBron, he, he's had his head on on a, everybody wants to put his head on the stakes for quite some time. So at this point, I, I don't feel it's fair. I think that um, if if they don't take it or if they do lose in the first one, I think that the numbers are the numbers. I think you got to be realistic. Nobody likes that, but the problem is just like like uh, with Laker fans, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. These are the Lakers, you know. What I mean, it doesn't matter. So people who hate the Lakers, you know, it doesn't matter. Whatever the case and whatever Kobe did, it just doesn't matter. It's just fuck Kobe. Jordan's the shit, and I think the same the same sentiment is shared with LeBron. I think people are gonna completely overlook the fact that this young man has carried the weight of on him for several years through several playoff games and done an amazing job. And and, and, and I'm, I'm a person who believes they will pull it off and they are not the favorite. Um, but regardless, you know, I'm a fucking with James. I'm a King James fan. Man, love it, love it. And see, a lot of times you just don't get that type of rationale um, explanation for a question like I asked. What, what, what you got out here in a lot of these platforms it seems almost like, I, I don't know, man, I, it seems like a stump. But a lot of people are like, you know, LeBron, we, we don't care that Kevin Love doesn't give you 12 points a game. We don't care that you have to work, uh, 45 points and hit a game winner just to pull out a, a victory in, in the first round of the playoffs. It's like the, it's like a witch hunt to see LeBron fail. But I want to kind of speak to uh, what you touched on. Now, LeBron has been – LeBron is the NBA. He's the face of the NBA. And see, the NBA, like other leagues, has a salary cap. So that means LeBron can only get paid a certain amount of money. They cap it off at, at how much you can pay LeBron. LeBron's worth – Per year is easily over a hundred million dollars a year. When LeBron leaves Cleveland, downtown Cleveland turns into a ghost town. 
So mm-hmm. that's for the that's for the bar owner down the street. That when like that bar owner tomorrow, it's live. It's game seven downtown Cleveland. Everybody's down there. We're trying to get hammered and have a good time. You just that bar owner profits hundreds of thousands of dollars from LeBron James being around. LeBron comes to town, your your arena sells out because people are playing to see LeBron. The NBA they profit from it. Money use, which Michael Jordan never gave us. That's been the biggest knock against Mike. He never gave us any civil work to people, towards black people. LeBron has routinely spoke up on many of these issues out here when they wore a hoodie for Trayvon Martin when he was in Miami. The guy's been nothing but a a pillar for a successful athlete and who's a poster boy for a major sports league should be. You couldn't ask anything more from this young man, from how he came into the league and to the guy he is today, still at the top of his game, still dominant. And uh, should be Sam and LeBron, but I doesn't be um it's valid, you know. He doesn't have enough help. Well, I mean, at some point, it's all going to come down to legacy, which it always does. And I think that when we all, it's like Obama, man, you know. Everybody know. Everybody know Obama was shit. Everybody know, you know. But it ain't time for everybody to say it yet. It just ain't time. The the the, the climate is not correct for everybody to say it yet. But everybody know, from his biggest yeah. uh, supporter to the the the, the person that's a, the, you know been as uh, been against him, uh, they know. Now it may take fifteen, twenty years, even thirty. But at some point, it's going to be unanimous. Everybody's going to say it together. And I, I, that's the, I, I believe in my heart it's going to be the story of Brian. I think that, you know, you got the naysayers and the haters and, and you got the people with their opinions and uh, only willing to, to, to look for some way or the other. I think eventually, man, end of the day, you're going to hold up a Kobe, you're going to hold up a Jordan, and you're going to hold up Brian. And I think, you know, we all all say yeah, it was James. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, um, yeah, the, I, I tell you this, the NBA is hoping LeBron wins tomorrow because, like I touched on, um, LeBron makes money for everyone. And once LeBron's out of the playoffs, there goes a lot of interest in the playoffs for a lot of people because, let's be honest, uh, shows like First Take, Undisputed, their leading topic just about every morning is what LeBron did. So yeah. without LeBron, you know, we're going to have to really start searching for some material, guys. So I, everyone from ESPN to the NBA to the networks to TNT to the NBA League to all of them, they are all hoping LeBron pulls it out tomorrow and continues to be in these playoffs because, um, you know, LeBron provides material and – as well as revenue for everyone. But uh, moving on, moving on to the, uh, the next topic. 
last night we seen the Oklahoma City Thunder eliminated at the hands of the surprising Utah Jazz. And uh, oh, broke my broke my kid's heart. Broke my kid's heart. Cats is over here in tears. Wow, Westbrook fans, I take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, screaming, yelling, falling out. It was a terrible scene <laughs> over here. Yeah, and young, surprising rookie sensation, Donovan Mitchell. Who's seen this guy coming? You know, I can't even tell you off the top of my head what college. Oh, I believe it was Louisville. I can't actually yeah, tell you. Don, uh, Donovan Mitchell from Louisville. But, um, man. yeah. Heavy-handed, heavy-handed. Man, I'm going to have yes, to jump sir. off right quick, man. Mom's just showed up, but I'm going hey, I'm to I'm a, I'm a listen on, online. And, uh, shit, if I get a minute, man, I'm going to jump back in. But just know that uh, it was hard in my house last night. Hey, thank you, sir, for joining, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, bro, bro. Peace. Peace. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz. Now, who's seen Donovan Mitchell coming? I didn't. And uh, we're talking about performances on the part of LeBron and on the part of Westbrook. Look, man, Westbrook got a lot less usage on him than LeBron does. But look, for them to win, you see what he had to do the other night. The guy had to get nearly 30 points in the second half or something like that. You're just asking too much of people. You know, Paul George, for a guy who's the, the second, the you know, who's the B, who, who you go to secondly, I think he's he's good for that. But what we did not expect was Carmelo Anthony be so trash. Yes, trash, Carmelo. Man, I mean, I just didn't expect it. But I, I don't know if it's how they're utilizing him. You know, now Carmelo is resulted to a guy just hanging around the perimeter, jacking up threes, which should not be his game. I did see a possession down down there last night, late in the third quarter, where Carmelo got the ball uh, at about 20 feet, and he just backed the guy down to about eight feet, gave a little hesitation to the right, turned to the left, bucket all night. That's the Carmelo, Carmelo we love. We love Bully Melo, as they call him. You know, the Carmelo, we love USA Team Melo. Bully Melo, that's who we love. And we just didn't. We don't get any of it in Oklahoma City Thunder. And look, man, I'm going to miss Russell Russell Westbrook in the playoffs. You feel me? I love watching Russ. Russ has that passion. He brings that passion to the floor. And, uh, you know, I'm going to miss Russ in his post-game comments. I'm going to miss Russ coming in in them crazy-ass clothes he comes in in. And so, you know, but hey. Let, let's let's tip our hats and give kudos to the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Who's seen as Donovan Mitchell, Ricky Rubio, Rudy Gobert. Yes, these guys. Dante Exum. <laughs> Supposed Laker at a time was going to L.A. These guys are balling, man. They are. They, they're balling. They believe in their team. They believe in that coach, and they believe in each other. And this rookie, Donovan Mitchell, he's probably not going to win rookie of the year because Ben Simmons is a stud. 
But Donovan Mitchell, you know, Donovan Mitchell was balling out of control. You know, Donovan Mitchell, I think, has put made this conversation where two weeks ago it was all Ben Simmons. I think Donovan Mitchell might have played himself into a co-rookie of the year trophy. Yeah, so Donovan Mitchell, hats off to Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz, man. These guys balling. This kid got ice in his veins as uh, D'Angelo. Ah, man, what's the guy's name? D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, ice in his veins. This kid's going to be around. He reminds me a lot of young Dwayne Wade, that uh, 6'3", 6'4", shooting guard, kind of more thickly built, you know, and just – doesn't look overly quick or overly have a great handle. Just gets buckets, man. Gets you buckets. He's tough. And uh, seems to be a really coachable kid, a likable kid. That city in Utah really seems to be behind him. This team is going to be formidable. Um, and guess who they're going in to play? They're going to play Houston. Yeah, the Rockets, man. Uh, one of the greatest offensive offenses by the numbers in NBA history. We're going to slide it right into that with a beautiful segue I just did there. Houston Rockets versus the Jazz in the next round. That's going to be a nice, nice, nice finals. You got James Harden, who I've said scores that ball as easily and as fluidly as anyone I've ever seen in the NBA. James Harden gets buckets, baby. Buckets. Easy work. I mean, whether it's a step back three off the screen straight to the bucket. James Harden, easy work all night. You got CP3. You got the Rockets. They're firing on all cylinders. You got the Jazz. They're coming in. They're riding high. They're believing in themselves. They may just be young enough not to know a damn thing. Um, I got my boy Eugene back in here. Eugene, man, we talking about uh, I'm on the Rockets in the Utah in the second round. Just previewing that a bit. You know, they got they got Chris Paul from the Clippers, and people wondered how this thing will work out with James Harden. They're both so ball-dominant. But under Mike D'Antoni, the old Mike D'Antoni, we don't want you, and you're a uh, run-and-shoot offense. But Mike D'Antoni took that thing right down to Houston, and he's breaking records with it. They're a the number one seed in the West, and – um they're firing on all cylinders, and they got James Harden. He's going to be the MVP this year. They got Chris Paul blended in perfectly. They got a bunch of guys knocking down threes everywhere, and uh, they're looking great. But I'll tell you what, those Utah Jazz are coming into town, and they ain't going to make it easy for nobody. Eugene, what up? What happened? Yo, this, uh, we here. I got, my, I got Gary right here with me. I got GT, man. After I believe he's an OKC fan. Oh, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> never what up, that. GT, man? What up, GT? Hey, I talk to you in a minute, man. Good to talk to you. What's going on? How you been? Man, I'm well. I'm well. I'm well, okay. man. So uh, you're an OKC fan. Is that right? No, that's incorrect. I like that, too. I'm happy about OKC losing. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. So are you a Laker fan then? Yes, I'm a Laker fan, yes. So are you happy about the prospects of us getting Paul George being that OKC loss in the fashion they did? Yes, definitely. He needs to come to a real team and a real coach. You think that will be a good fit, Paul George, down here with Lonzo and Kuzma and Ingram and Randall and all that? 
Oh yeah, he'll he'll give some experience to those fellas, and they mature. Yeah, I think they'll round out to a nice squad. I tend to agree, GT. But so, GT, <laughs> let me ask you this, man. So I'm I'm previewing this second round series versus versus the Jazz and the Pelicans. What, what you think about that series? Yo, GT, you there? Yo, GT. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what you think about? I'm previewing this second round series of the Jazz and the and the Rockets. Now, you ask me. I think this is going to be a, a hard fought and a fun series. It's going to be back and forth. These guys are going to be scoring a lot of buckets. You're going to see the best out of Donovan Mitchell. I think you're going to see this kid rise. You know, just become a star before our eyes. And uh, of course, you're going to see James Harden and Chris Paul in the Rockets. What do you think about this series? Well. I think it's going to be kind of close, but since uh, Ricky Rubio's hurt, that really hurts the the Jazz because he's their main, you know, facilitator. The ball, you know, brings up the ball and stuff. So, you know, that's that's going to hurt them. So if they have to put Mitchell as a ball, you know, handler and score, that's going to take a lot of it's going to take a lot out of them. But so we got Dante Exum. You know, they got Dante yeah, but he's, he's, um, he, back yeah, in the but he he has no experience, though. He's just as just as raw. He hasn't played as much, nearly as much as uh, Mitchell. I mean, he's hurt. You know, played the first year, hurt all last year. So, you know, I don't know if they had that much confidence to play him that many minutes. I see. I see. So you think uh, Mitchell having the responsibility to have to distribute the ball is well? You think it'll you know wear him down, or it'll take away from his attacker's mentality? Well, it'll wear him down because then he has to he has to facilitate and score and play either Chris Paul or or James Harden. So that's going to be tough on him. A lot of work, a lot of work. Now, what's what's Rubio's injury? He had a hamstring. He pulled a hamstring. He said it's going to be out maybe a couple of weeks or several weeks. That's really mm-hmm. hurting hurt the Jazz. That'll hurt. That'll hurt. That'll hurt. But you know what? I do think Exum. Big, long, uh, attacking type. I, I, now he's he won't be able to facilitate as well as Rubio, but Exum brings another factor to the to the floor that I think Ru- Rubio doesn't is a element of speed and a, a a guy who's looking to attack. Now will he balance the team out as well? Maybe not, but I think Exum won't be that drastic of a fall off from Rubio, and and it may even be a um a ad. You know what I mean? That that's a possibility. I, I've seen Exum have some really good spots in this series, uh, in this past series. So I'm thinking Exum can do all right. And uh, Exum was a high prospect. That was the guy the Lakers wanted a few years back. Yeah, so um, yeah. I I kind of look forward to this series, man. I think. What are you saying? What do you think? Six games? Yeah, I think the the, the Rockets probably just have too much for them. Yeah, probably be yeah, probably four games or two. Yeah. You think the rock is yep. just too much for him? I think, um, yeah. whew, you know, I, I like the matchup of Rudy Gobert and Capella. I like Donovan Mitchell versus whoever he matches up against. Um, I think yeah. it's gonna be hard fought. Um, I think it'll be hard fought. I think it'll be hard fought. Yeah, so let me, be hard um, yeah. next series, we got the uh, Warriors versus the Pelicans. What do you think about that series, GT? Now, let me tell you what I think. I think. 
I, I think with the addition of Curry, Curry coming back, I just feel like, of course, Golden State has too much firepower. Now, let's just talk hypothetically without a hundred at Curry being back at a hundred percent. What do you think the odds are then? You know, we're seeing a, a team in um, New Orleans with Drew Holiday playing out of his mind better than I thought. We have a resurgence of Rajon Rondo and, of course, Anthony Davis giving you 30 a night plus. What do you do? Do they have a chance? Do they have a chance without 100% Curry? Yeah, without 100% Curry, yes. Yes, because, you know, Davis and Durant are going to cancel each other out. And then play Thompson, and I don't. I just I don't believe. Um, uh, what's the guy's name? Not not Rondo, but the other guard from Pelicans. Drew Holiday. Yeah, Holiday. I don't believe he's going to play like that in another series. Uh, I mean, he played well, but I don't think that's going to continue for another series. So uh, they have a chance without a healthy, you know, uh, without if he's not healthy. Uh, even if he is, you know, comes back. They still have a chance, but if he comes back at any point, yeah, I think that Golden State is uh, going to take off on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think that? Um, so you you see, so you do believe that New Orleans has a shot? Do are we saying New if Orleans Curry, has a shot? Yeah, if Curry's hurt, if Curry doesn't play well or he doesn't come back for a game or two, uh, but if he starts the very first game and, and does well, yeah, I don't think they have a shot. So you think they have a shot to win the series if Curry's not at 100%? If he's not 100% or doesn't play a game or two, yes. Because I don't wow. think, you know, said he's gonna, I don't think that guard is going to play like that again. And, you know, like I said, Davis and Durant are going to cancel each other out. Mm. Golden State all the way. And then, of course, we'll, we'll, what we're saying is we'll have a Golden State-Houston Western Conference Finals, and that's what we want. That's it. I mean, what, what, can I get a quick prediction? Can you give me some analysis on what you think happens there? Uh, all the way, Golden State. I'm not all a big fan of Houston State. at all, you know, so that's what I'm going for, Golden State. And then from the East, I think that uh, my Philly might be the one to beat out of the, out of the, in the East. So you missed some earlier stuff, GT. Let me give you. So we got a game seven. Uh, with LeBron and the Pacers tomorrow. What's your predictions there? I'm rooting for the Pacers. I'm not a LeBron fan, or at least not a Cleveland fan. But uh, I think, you know, for one game, Cleveland will probably play better. So I think Cleveland will probably win it, but I'm rooting for for Indiana. Um, But, you know, so that if once he loses in the first round, then, you know, he got to get up out of there and come, you know, come to the Lakers or come go somewhere else. All right, GT. Now let me ask you this, man. Do you fall because you said you you're not a LeBron fan? Are you one of them haters that be over there talking about? Oh, he said he the king, so he need to be able to put his team through. That's what Mike did. Are you one of them guys that? Are, do you side with me, who I consider rational, logical adults who say, "Hey, man, LeBron has no help. Like he doesn't have." Any help? He got to give you forty-five and ten rebounds to win a ball game in the first round. It's not looking good. Where do you fall on this? Well, that's—I mean—he created that himself because he—he has so much power in the, in the organization to create trades and, and send people here and there. So he created that himself, you know, by, by you know, 
trading Isaiah Thomas, trading these other folks. So that's on him. That's on you know that's that's his fault. So he don't have help, but that's like I said, that's what he created. Um, but you know, hey, you got you made your bed and I lie in it. And like I said, if if you feel like there's not enough help now, uh, it ain't gonna get better because you know you're not going to be able to trade some of these guys or get other because they're over the salary cap. So. You know, either he has to leave or he's going to continue to be going out in the first round or maybe not even make the playoffs. Wow. Ah, oh, man. Uh, so you you said LeBron created himself. You made your bed. Now you got to lay in it. Uh, that's, a narrative. There, that's a narrative out there, man. But it still doesn't negate the fact that that man has no help. And I hate these dudes out here talking about, you know, Jordan, he didn't have a Man, Jordan had probably one of the best two-way players in the last 30 years in Scottie Pippen. He had a version of Draymond Green that's like Dennis Rodman's like Draymond Green to the second power on the defensive end. Um, mm-hmm. and just a, a bunch of a nice little players around. So LeBron has worked with a lot less than MJ has. But um, yeah, th- that's that's a topic for a whole another conversation, man. I want to get your <laughs> I want to get your take. I want to get your take for um today's game seven. We got the Bucks and the Celtics. Who you got? Uh, I probably go with the Celtics, although I don't like them either. Uh, just uh, just think that the Milwaukee just doesn't have enough firepower, and at the very end. Um, either by by uh, bad calls or just you know pure luck, uh, Boston should win that seventh game. Really, I, I, I see it different. I took the Bucks in Boston uh, because I felt like in Game Sevens, experience and a star are what win. And Boston, unfortunately, their two stars are on the sideline. And the Bucks have a bona fide star in Giannis, and Giannis, um, I think he's the type of star that will do what a star is supposed to do: go out there in the game seven, get your forty points, and just get your five blocks and will the team to a game seven victory. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could happen, but like I said, I don't, I don't trust him right now in his, in his career. I mean, like I said, he is a star, but I don't, I don't know. He had a good game last. You know, he need to step up and do it again. And, you know, Bledsoe needs to step up, you know, Parker. So, like I said, if they step up, you know, there's a good chance. But I just don't trust it in, in the game seven, not on the road. Really? So you have more faith in guys like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Terry Rozier and those over there in Boston? Yeah, only because they're at home. Like I said, there's a major difference in – you know, that's that's why you play the whole year to, to get home court advantage, and that's it most of the time. And you know, I don't know the percentages, but most of the game sevens, the home team wins. Yes, sir. So let's let's uh, quickly preview. We got about five six minutes left. GT, I appreciate you for rolling with me. Um, we got a series coming up involving what's probably going to be the Raptors and the Seventy Six. I'm kind of – I'm not sure on this one. I think we got a lot of people picking Philadelphia to come out the East. I'm not sure about that. I'm not so sure about that. I don't know what everybody else is. I think this will be a, a hard – we'll really be able to see what um, what uh, Philadelphia is in this series. I think we got some good matchups. Uh, Ibaka going head-to-head with Embiid. I think we'll see what Embiid's really made of. And um, I think we'll make Ben Simmons shoot the ball. Just how good these young Philadelphia 76ers are against a seasoned 
a seasoned Raptors team with one of the best benches in the league. What do you think about this series? Yeah, that's going to be a good series. But I think that's not the right series, though. That's usually, unless you talk about the finals, because if <clears throat> uh, Cleveland wins, they're going to be playing Toronto. And uh, Philly's playing ah. the, the winner of, of Milwaukee and, uh, and Boston. Wrong series, wrong series. I was hoping that would be it. So it's going to be, it's going to be Cleveland in Toronto. Yes, it's Cleveland, Cleveland in Toronto. Will play Toronto. Ah. And then Raptors and the winner of um, Milwaukee. I see I had that one wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Raptors and the winner of Milwaukee. I, I want to see Milwaukee, man. I think Milwaukee as well, of course, as Cleveland. You know, I talked about earlier. LeBron exiting in the first round for the NBA is horrible business-wise. I mean, we're going to be losing a lot of interest. These are LeBron's the leading topic on uh, first take on Undisputed every single morning. So with LeBron not being in the in the playoffs, that's not a good look for the NBA. That's not good business. And uh, same thing, I, I'd like to see Antetokounmpo stay. We need our stars to stay in the playoffs as long as possible. Uh, oh, yeah. Last thing, yeah, last thing we want is a uh, Toronto versus Utah NBA Finals. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely don't want that. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> no, but I need to get up out of here. My wife's here, man. I gotta get ready to bounce. All right. Thank you, GT, for joining us. Appreciate it. Oh, no, brother. Anytime, bro. All right. Later. But, yeah, man, uh, it's going to be fun, guys. We coming down the stretch. Um, these finals are going to get get tight. Um, we got some really good teams. We got some series I'm excited for. And who knows? Maybe we'll see some upsets. Maybe the King will leave in the first round. Can you believe it? Would you believe it? Will the earth split? I don't know. Uh, like my boy, like my man Eugene said earlier, man. It's a lot of pressure on that man. But he is the king. And I expect for this to be another another great um, performance by him. And it's going to be another chapter to the book. Um, you know, but yeah, it's been a, it's been about an hour here, guys. We've talked some NBA. We've, uh, we've, I think we've been thorough about it. We've talked about, uh, what could happen in, uh, Houston. We talk about what could happen if Curry's not back at a hundred percent. I don't agree with GT. I, I just can't fathom the Pelicans beating Golden State, even if Curry's not back at 100%. If Curry's back at a 70% capacity, KD, Clay, Draymond, and the rest of that supporting cast should be plenty enough to go ahead and dispose of the Pelicans. Uh, I do think that Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday is that good. He's as good as we see. Um, he's good enough uh, he's just become an old crafty veteran at this point. You know, the guy with all the little, he's uh what did they call him? Uncle Drew. He got an Uncle Drew game. That's what Drew Holiday is at this point. Um, Rajon Rondo, I think he's going to be in Curry's ass. 
You know what I mean? And he's going to take it upon himself like them boys took out uh, C.J. McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard. They're going to come in uh, to do the same with uh, Holiday, with Clay and Curry. And that'll be a good that'll be a good series. I look forward big time to to Houston, Utah. I think we'll see Houston pushed. I think we'll see Mike D'Antoni's style of play really pushed to its limit. You know, he's on the sideline. You guys, you know what we do? We shoot threes and we play defense. You know, that's us. Okay. Okay, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. As a three, you live by the three, you die by the three. And uh, we'll see what happens there, man. It's going to be fun. So it's a wrap. We finally got this one done. Um, I'm going to be better at it going forward, guys. I appreciate you, appreciate you all for rocking with me, bearing with me, thanking everybody, all my boys who called in, Eugene, GT, uh, everyone who's going to listen, who's listening. Appreciate you all. This is the Relatively in Fat and Black, or Black and Fat, podcast network and this is the heavy we'll holler at you later man keep checking for us we're gonna steady have pods coming we out